You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio Live. Listening here to Father Randall Kiesel from the Church of St. Michael, Pine Island, Minnesota. We have a great day in which we recognize the role of Saints Anne and Joachim, the parents of Mary, the Immaculate Conception, and of course, the grandparents of our Lord Jesus. And so today, we welcome Bishop John Folda of the Diocese of Fargo. Welcome to the show, Bishop Folda. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. And just yesterday, uh, we celebrated the World Day of Grandparents and the Elderly, uh, which is always situated on the Sunday closest to the Feast of Saints Anne and Joachim. And uh, can you share with us uh, uh, any celebration you might have had in your area uh, to honor the grandparents and the elderly? Well, we, we asked the parishes to make sure that this was noted in, in all of our parishes around the Diocese of Fargo. I personally was traveling yesterday, so I wasn't able to, to do anything directly myself. But I did send all the, the materials to our pastors, and I, I think that uh, they, they were asked to make note of it and make kind of a, a big deal of it in their parishes. So that's, that's how we did it this first time. Wow, that's a great gift. I, I bet we had a lot of happy grandparents. Well, uh, I hope so. <laughs> I yeah, hope so. I know. I'm uh, the eighth out of nine children. I know my my parents have a lot of grandkids, so they're they're always active in that role of being grandparents. They love being grandparents, I think, and so they were they're happy with a very special day. You know, some people might not realize that Jesus had grandparents. And can you tell us a little bit about what you know about Saints Anne and Joachim? Well, the Church honors Anne and Joachim on this day, the 26th of July, and that's the reason that Pope Francis established um, this, this World Day of Grandparents at the end of July, grandparents and the elderly, at the end of July, so that it would um, come close, you know, be, be proximate to the celebration mm-hmm. of Anne and Joachim. Um, Mary, the mother of Jesus, uh, was the child of Anne and Joachim, according to tradition. You know, they're not mentioned in the scriptures, but obviously Mary had a mother and a father, and uh, tradition holds that it was this holy couple, Anne and Joachim. There's a a part of the legend, you might say, or the tradition, though it's not, again, part of the scriptures, is that at a very young age they dedicated Mary uh, to God and of course, we know that she was immaculately conceived. You know, from the moment of her first moment of her conception, she was without sin. And the great thing is that we, we I think, have to assume that Anne and Joachim, as a good mother and father, raised her with a, a, a deep love for the faith of the people of Israel and with an expectation of the coming of the Messiah. Um, beyond that, we don't really have direct information about Anne and Joachim, and yet they, they've been revered in the life of the Church for a long time, and that's a, that's a real blessing to us now. So I think that they're wonderful patrons of grandparents and the elderly as well, and I think that's why Pope Francis decided to uh, land this observance, this event, uh, as close as possible to their feast day. I I think so too. That sounds right. Um, and on Saints Anne and Joachim, uh, would would you give any suggestions for devotions to Saints Anne and Joachim, or have you had any experience of devotion with them in your own life? Not formally. We have a parish actually in my uh, in my diocese right here in Fargo. It's 
one of the largest parishes in, in our diocese, in fact. It's dedicated to St. Anne and Joachim, St. Anne Joachim Church right across from our pastoral center in the south part of Fargo. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think that when the name was chosen, when they decided to uh, dedicate that new parish to St. Anne and Joachim 20-some years ago, it was with this idea that they would really be strong patrons for our families. Uh, you know, they obviously are a mother and father, but also their grandparents, too. And I think that um, any family can look to Anne and Joachim for intercession. Any grandparents can look to Anne and Joachim for intercession. As a matter of fact, I know some grandparents who routinely pray to St. Anne and Joachim for their grandchildren by name. And uh, I think that's a wonderful uh, a wonderful devotion to have, because... Anne and Joachim would certainly know the the life and the vocation of grandparents, and they would be wonderful, pa- <clears throat> excuse me, rent- wonderful patrons and intercessors for our own grandchildren, whether they're, you know, living happy and and joyful and fulfilled lives, or whether they've, in some ways, gone astray. All grandchildren need intercession, and our grandparents are wonderful, wonderful prayer warriors for them. So, I think that. Uh, they they can be a good a good source of support and strength as as we strive to uh, intercede and help our young people. Oh yes, well said, Bishop Fulda. And uh, you know the saints Anne and Joachim in that uh, essential relationship with our Blessed Mother, being the parents of Mary the Immaculate Conception, and in translating that into our own familial relationships, the the beautiful role of grandparents. And can you share anything about? Your grandparents, uh, kind of experiences you may remember or anything they may have taught you along the way to be who you are today? Absolutely. <clears throat> I was very fortunate. Uh, I, rem- I knew three of my grandparents uh, during my lifetime. My grandfather, Fulda, died the year before I was born, but my three other grandparents were alive and well, and I always recognized in them people of strong faith. They, they just were so dedicated to their Catholic faith. Uh, the faith, the church, meant everything to them. Um, in fact, we always kind of teased my grandpa because uh, he was the one who always had to be at church, you know, long before church started, and he was there praying his rosary, and mm-hmm. um, as as were my grandmothers, too. Uh, they they just were such prayerful and serene people and hardworking, as I'm sure uh, any many of our listeners can relate. I... I I just remember how uh, diligent my grandparents were and how much they loved their families, too. Uh, family, again, was meant so much to them, and they were just a wonderful presence in my life growing up. I was so fortunate I had them until I was well into my 20s, and, and that was an enormous blessing. Um, and I, I, I just have nothing but great, great memories of my grandparents. Yeah, that's a beautiful witness on on your grandparents. And it it leads me to have a little bit of wonderment. We may have some listeners uh, out uh, hearing us this morning who's, uh, they never had a chance to know their grandparents. And they may wonder, you know, that sounds great, Bishop Folda, but what about me? I don't know my grandparents. What what kind of words or ideas would you share with them? Well, I guess the first thing I would do is to say pray for your grandparents. Pardon me. Um, pray for your grandparents, as we do for all of the faithful departed. We may not have known them. As I said, I didn't know one of my grandfathers, but mm-hmm. nonetheless, I think we can pray for them, pray that 
they're uh, with our Lord in heaven, and 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 I think too, it's a good thing sometimes just to ask questions of our parents and to find out what we can about them. Uh, even if we didn't know them personally, I think that we can come to know more about them. I I've done that a little bit with my you know regarding my grandfather. Tried to get as much information about him as I can. So I you know I kind of feel like I have a relationship with him even though I never knew him face-to-face. And I think, too, you know, hope is a Christian virtue, and we can certainly hope for that day when we'll all be reunited in our Lord's presence in heaven. Uh, So there again, I just think that um, we can be in touch, you might say, with our grandparents, even if we never knew them in this earthly life. Uh, And we can certainly unite our spiritual lives to theirs and, and... be intercessors for them, which really is a great act of charity when you think about it. Um, so that's that's a piece of advice I would give. You know, pray for them, but also get to know them to the extent that you can by finding out who they were and hear stories told about them. And, you know, we know none of our grandparents were perfect, but I think we can also acknowledge that they they were uh, able to do some great things as well. So we we love them. I guess that's the bottom line. We love them even though... Uh, they weren't part of our earthly lives. Yes, yeah, well said, Bishop Fulden. That some of my happiest memories with one of my grandmothers, I, uh, my mom's mom. I remember. Um, I don't remember exactly when this was or exactly how old I was. I don't know if I was twenty, twenty-five, or somewhere in that area. I just sat down. I had this idea, Grandma. What was life like for you when you were twenty, twenty-five years old? And her face just lit up, and it, it th- this idea that we could relate in that way was very special to her, but it turned out to be probably more special to me. So I got to know my grandmother from a different stage of her life, and it was a, a beautiful thing. I think you suggested that, and I think that's a, a great, great idea. Um, we got a, about a, a minute or two before we go to our break, Bishop Fold. I'm wondering if you could say a few things about um, grandparents being grandparents. Uh, what, what suggestions would you have uh, to inspire grandparents to continue to embrace that role of, of being the best grandparents they can be in relationship with their uh, younger relatives? Well, certainly they, they're called upon to love their children and grandchildren. They're called upon to support the, the families of their grandchildren. They're, they're called upon, I think, in a very particular way to witness the faith uh, to their families. I, I think that grandparents can be some of the greatest witnesses we have to our Catholic faith. Pope Francis speaks of this. His grandmother, Rosa, was a, a very important influence in his life. He speaks of her often. And I think that really kind of has something to do with the attention that he's drawing to grandparents and to the elderly in our time. You know, I think he recognized her role in his life. And uh, I think grandparents can play a similar role for their own families, especially for their grandchildren. Grandparents have such a, uh, a sense of wisdom just from their lived experience, and I think that that can be a real blessing. They can hand that wisdom on to their grandchildren, to their families. Um, you talked about the experience uh, that your your own grandmother spoke of, and I think we all have that, too, just hearing them tell their stories. You know, they can tell us stories about their own lifetimes, and uh, that can be a great source of wisdom for us as we're trying to figure out uh, and make our way through our own lives. So there, in my estimation, my experience, grandparents can, and the elderly in general can just be a, almost like a bottomless well of wisdom for us to draw from. 
Thank you, Bishop Fulda. We're here on Real Presence Live with Bishop Fulda from the Diocese of Fargo. My name is Father Randall Kiesel, broadcasting live from the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island, Minnesota. We're going to a short break. Stay with us right back here on Real Presence Radio in a few minutes. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Radio is such a beautiful gift to our diocese. It's also a real gift to me and my family. As homeschoolers with Catholic Radio on much of the day, my kids and I are immersed in our faith. Catholic Radio educates us with head knowledge, and that's important. We have to know our faith. The more we know who God is, the more we will be amazed and the more it will excite us. And like any relationship, in order to love someone, you first have to get to know them. God has my heart. I have fallen so deeply in love with Jesus, with my Father, and with the Holy Spirit. I can't help but want that for everyone. I want this for my family, and I also want to share Him with this broken world around us. Isn't that what you do when you fall in love? Real Presence Radio reaches so many people with the message of hope. It is truly a gift. Thank you, Real Presence Radio. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, Please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision offers eye exams for the whole family, contact lenses, glasses, and vision therapy services. Our specialized vision therapy program works to improve how the eyes work together as a team. We work with our patients to improve reading difficulties, lazy eyes, eye turns, and focusing problems, which can be detrimental to performance in the classroom and on the job. You can learn more about our mission at Lumen.Vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio Live. You're listening to Father Randall Kazel, broadcasting live from the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island, Minnesota. Thank you for being with us on this feast of Saints Anne and Joachim. And yesterday, throughout the world, in our Catholic Church, we celebrated the World Day of Grandparents and the Elderly. And we're blessed to have Bishop John Folder from the Diocese of Fargo with us to talk about the World Day of Grandparents and the Elderly. Thank you for being with us, Bishop Folder. Thank you. Glad to be with you. 
And we want to, again, uh, pray God's blessings upon our grandparents and all grandparents throughout the world. We give thanks to God for you, uh, an essential relationship for all grandchildren. Uh, But we also want to go to the other part of this special day. uh, That is the uh, thinking of the elderly. And Bishop Fulda, uh, Jesus talks about us to show charity, especially with those who at times in the world seem to be the least. And the, the elderly uh, sometimes fall into that category. Can you share with us a little bit of your experiences of ministry and how times uh, the elderly have special need for our attention? Definitely. You know, I, I just remember so clearly in my time as a pastor, um, taking communion to the elderly, homebound members of the parish, and visiting them because oftentimes they weren't able to get to church anymore, and that just means so much to them. You know, for for many of our elderly, their parish was just a huge part of their lives. And uh, so keeping them in contact with the faith and with parish life and certainly with the sacraments is really critical. I I think that's an enormous uh, responsibility of our pastors and our uh, lay ministers in the church, in the parishes. Um, you know, sometimes the elderly are dealing with health issues. They're dealing with just the weakness of old age. and They've got struggles. They have their worries. But nonetheless, uh, we should never forget that they, they're still an essential part of the life of the Church. I've told some of the elderly that I visited with before that they're kind of like the contemplatives of our parishes. You know, they have time to pray. They have, you know, quiet lives, generally speaking. Not always, but that's often the case. And they have an opportunity, really, to intercede, to pray in intercession for the needs of so many, it, you know, certainly their own family members, but but their neighbors, their friends, their parishes, their pastors, the, the church universal, in fact. I, I've encouraged our elderly to pray for the church all over the world because they have such a beautiful um, opportunity to be, again, prayer warriors. Not all the elderly are grandparents either. Some are, some aren't. You know, some of them don't have grandchildren, or, or maybe they're Uh, somewhat distant uh, geographically from their grandchildren, from their families. And so there's always a little bit of a a concern that they can become isolated, and that's a a thing that Pope Francis, I think, encourages us to overcome, to to really overcome the isolation of the elderly, to reach out to them, and to make sure that they're not just forgotten. Uh, They may live on the margins to some extent, but they should never be forgotten. So reaching out is a very, very important thing that we can do for them, letting them know that they're still cared for and we're still interested and and are concerned for them. And, you know, a brief visit can really uh, make somebody's day or a phone call or an email or, you know, a a post on Facebook or whatever, whatever the case might be. Um, I think that uh, sending them a card, I think that can be a wonderful way to reach out to the elderly in general. Yeah, well said, Bishop Folda. It's true that the there there's ways and things uh, to reach out and to have that that connection of relationship that no one is forgotten, and also that encouragement. I I really appreciated hearing you say that the 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 elderly continue to be encouraged to find that purpose and the purpose of of their days. Uh, sometimes I hear elderly say, you know, I don't know why God keeps me here, mm-hmm. and and I'm inspired 
to just say back, oh, there's a purpose, a huge purpose. Uh, even sometimes I, I, I'm convicted that these days might be the most important days of your whole life uh, that you can pray and intercede for, and you have the time and the, the possibility of doing these things. So uh, you never know how God will bless and help. And in his providence, he uh, takes care of everyone with the help of everyone uh, toward heaven. Um, so thinking in, in your diocese, Bishop Fulda, what, what do you see? Uh, what are some of the needs of the elderly in the Fargo area? Well, I think the, the needs of the elderly are very much like in other places. I think just um, giving them an opportunity to stay engaged with the life of the church. Um, some elderly are very, very active people. I, I'm i sure you've seen that, too, in your yes. whole life as a priest. You know, sometimes... Um, when they have that time in their later years, they can even do more and oftentimes do more mm-hmm. uh, for their parishes because they've got the opportunity to do so. Um, but I think I think reaching out to them, helping them maybe if they are dealing with health issues, um, giving them a little bit of assistance with things around their their homes if that's if that if they're open to that, maybe taking them to an appointment or or just taking them out for shopping or just inviting them, you know, to a, a family event or something like that can be a, a really lovely experience. I know my my mother, after my dad had passed away, my mother uh, lived next to a couple of families, and those families were great. They included her in all kinds of things uh, in their family lives, and I think we can do the same thing for our elderly. One of the things, maybe on a little more somber note, one of the things that I I'm concerned about, you know, there's a greater and greater push for uh, physician-assisted suicide and euthanasia yes. around our nation. Right. And I think, tragically, it, this, this campaign kind of preys on the elderly. Uh, yes. it, it, I think the message often is communicated that their lives are, are not worth living anymore and that they should get on with things and, and uh, get out of the way, which is a horrible message to send. And I think we just have to counteract that by constantly emphasizing the value of the lives of the elderly, even when they perhaps are struggling with old age and illness. Their lives matter. And as you said just a few minutes ago, Father, their purpose isn't ended. They still have a place uh, in, in our world, and uh, there's, there's a reason God allows them to live on and to be a part of our lives, uh, because if nothing else, it, it's an impetus for us to live more in a more charitable way and to um, be more compassionate. You know, when you see the needs of others, hopefully compassion wells up within and, and we're called to action in some way or another. The elderly, I think, can summon us to greater compassion, greater uh, a greater willingness to kind of reach out of our own comfort zone and to think of somebody besides ourselves. So I, uh, I, I just think that this, this campaign of euthanasia and physician-assisted suicide is a, a particular danger, and I, I really believe that this emphasis on the role of the elderly, the, the importance, the value, the, the sacred lives of the elderly should never be forgotten. I think it's a great... Um, weapon against the campaign for euthanasia. So I'm, I'm thinking of that especially as our Holy Father invites us to uh, observe this day for grandparents and the elderly. Mm-hmm. 
And for our listeners, do you have any other suggestions as to how they may be attentive conscientiously to resist the euthanasia movement, uh, perhaps uh, um, being involved in different levels of, of social and civic life or any other practical things along with simply loving the elderly because we're, we're in this together to care for them. Any other suggestions you'd have, Bishop Fulda? Well, I think that we all have to stay vigilant. You know, sometimes these campaigns masquerade as uh, acts of compassion or campaigns for compassion, but um, ultimately it's about taking lives. And I think it, you know, in our pro-life activities in the church, we just speak of the, the whole spectrum, the whole continuum of life from conception to natural death. You know, we emphasize certainly the the value of unborn life. Well, likewise, we need to emphasize and never forget the value of elderly life, too. The lives of the elderly are just as precious, and they, too, deserve our protection and our attention. One thing I didn't mention before is just visits to nursing homes. And, and uh, sometimes folks in nursing homes or retirement homes are the most forgotten of all, but I think that uh, just going going for a visit now that things have opened up a little bit more, going for a visit and, and letting the elderly know that they aren't forgotten and, you know, doing what we can to help them. Sometimes they have needs that, that we're not aware of, but if we ask the question, oftentimes they'll, they'll answer, they'll let us know what, what we can do for them, and I think that's a great summons to charity for all of us as followers of Jesus. Yes, that reminds me of uh, the quote from Mother Teresa that this idea where there's where you where you see a lack of charity, put charity, and right. then and then it'll be there. And so many times the elderly need this, and perhaps especially those uh, elderly, maybe in nursing homes or uh, living facilities, or perhaps even isolated at home, mm-hmm. uh, where someone who would show them uh, that basic charity of of friendship or visiting, uh, expressions of care and concern. Uh, how that becomes very, very powerful to stave off any threats of, say, to their lives or threats of any um, loss of meaning and value to their life. Um, we're less than a minute here, Bishop Folder. Our time has gone so quickly. Any final thoughts or reflections you'd share with our listeners? Just a word of gratitude for all of our grandparents and all of the elderly who perhaps are listening uh, today. <clears throat> You're a great blessing to all of us, and we thank God for the gift of life and the gift of wisdom and the gift of prayer that you uh, have given to all of us uh, in the church and beyond. And your lives are are such a treasure. And uh, I, I think that we are, are so grateful for all that you have been and, and will continue to be in our lives. We, we look to you with reverence and with love, and we pray for you, as, as I know the Holy Father encourages. We pray for all of our elderly, all of our grandparents, and we thank God for what they have given us. And Bishop Fuller, can we have your blessing? Absolutely. May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. Amen. We have been here with Bishop Fulda. Thank you so much, Bishop Fulda, for being with us. My pleasure. And, and please stay with us on Real Presence Radio Live. Father Randall Kazel from the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island. We'll be right back after this break. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 